21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Let's go from the beginning. How did you start it in social media marketing? I first came into social media through the partial demise of my previous business. So I built and sold uh, a job board business, so an internet careers business, uh, sold that to a newspaper group uh, here in the UK. And uh, that was serving the management consultancy sector. And what we saw in the latter years that I was still involved in that business was that companies were really switching away from paying to advertise jobs and wanted instead to find and approach candidates on social media, LinkedIn in particular. Uh, so yeah, it was really just seeing what was happening in the market. And also um, the, the parent company we got bought by brought in a couple of social media influencers at the time. Uh, and this is very early days. This is sort of 2010, 2011, uh, you know, to talk about how they were seeing social media impacting the business world. Uh, and for me, it was just a light bulb moment. I thought, you know, I, if this is where all the spend in my market is going, I need to become expert in this uh, and uh, so yeah I, I spent the next 18 months really growing my own expertise and awareness um, and then launched Social Hire in 2012. How would you define your expertise by the way? Uh, it's very much focused on B2B uh, professional services largely, uh, so consulting firms, recruitment businesses, training companies, business coaches, uh, but that can also extend to any B2B business that wants to target a specific audience of business decision makers, um, because actually the, the way you would go about achieving that would be similar uh, to the types of clients I'm talking about. Um, we do very little uh, in B2C. Are there any differences between social media influencers in 2011 or back then versus now? How did the whole market develop in the meantime? Yes, I mean, there's two things that have become more prominent in recent years. Firstly, you've got your, your mass market influencers, essentially celebrities, uh, people who are, uh, you know, being paid to promote particular brands or campaigns. Uh, we really don't do anything with that type of influencer at all. It's not the kind of social media that we do. Um, but then at the other end of the spectrum, you have huge numbers of micro influencers. Um, and those would be influencers who are known in the particular niche markets that they operate in. Uh, you know, you and I might well not have heard of them, but because they are uh, you know, the recognized authorities in the cybersecurity market or in the, I don't know, cryptocurrency market or whatever, in those particular markets, if you're trying to get your business 
seen and, uh, and, and known, uh, then those are the individuals that you would potentially want to befriend. How do you generate uh, leads for social media? Are you using those uh, those micro influencers as well, or what would be your tips, let's say, for generating leads for social media? Really good question. So there are really two ways that I have seen in in the ten years now that Social Hire has been running. There are two ways that I've seen uh, businesses get results from social media. Um, one of those we help with, the other one we don't get involved in at all. Um, the one that we don't get involved in is trying to become a celebrity brand in your particular niche market. Um, and if you, you know, if you think of being on your own LinkedIn homepage, I'm sure you can think of either people or businesses uh, that you see a lot in your homepage feed. And they always seem to have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of likes and comments on their posts. And if you can get to that level of, uh, you know, consistent engagement and celebrity in your niche market uh, on social media, then then you can get to the point where that then does bring you a flow of inquiries and, and interest from potential customers. Um, but that really needs to be done by you know, the business owner or the figurehead in that company, it's not something that you can, you know, delegate to a junior member of your team or outsource to an agency like ours. Um, and it's very hit and miss, you know, for every 100 people who try and achieve that level of, you know, celebrity status, shall we say, you know, there's only a couple that actually achieve it. And the rest have sunk all that time and effort into social media uh, without necessarily getting any great returns from it. The type of social media that we really get involved in is saying, actually, we don't know every, we don't need everyone to to know about us to make uh, you know business gains from social media. We just need to nurture the relationship with a much smaller number of our ideal clients. And so, you know, if you take a typical consulting firm or recruitment business or training company, you know, if they can build up awareness and relationships with just a few hundred of their ideal customers and then succeed in converting those relationships into meetings or people coming to your business breakfast or joining your next webinar or you know, something that turns them into, uh, you know, more than just a, a fan or follower, then that turns social media into a, a predictable source of client leads for you. Um, and that's really the type of social media that we focus on. Um, and to come back to your original question of, you know, what, what kind of tips and ideas would you give people to focus on? If you're going to go down that path to getting social media, then we really focus on three things. And it's the three things I would recommend anyone focuses on. The first is, how are you going to grow your social media presence with your ideal client prospects or, or candidate prospects if you're using it to hire candidates? Um, and you know, on each social platform, whichever ones you're going to be active on, there are things you can do to get your profile noticed, to 
get followers, to get connections. So you need to figure out how are you going to grow your ideal customer or candidate audience consistently. You know, it should be the case that, okay, every quarter we know we're going to have several hundred more of our ideal clients or ideal candidates who now are fans, followers, connections of the business. That's the first step. The second step is then, you know, building trust and credibility with that audience. Because if people don't know, like, and trust you, uh, then they're much less likely to ever do business with you. So, you know, if you take an example, let's say you are a consulting firm and you want to advise businesses on their cybersecurity. Let's stick with that as an example then there are a certain profile of people out there that you need to be ultimately having meetings with to win business. So that's the audience that you want to grow. But then you need those people to perceive that you are an expert in cybersecurity. And so you need to be posting regularly insights that will be valuable to them, that will position you as an expert in cybersecurity, for example. Um, and you need to be doing it in the ways that each platform rewards. So, you know, LinkedIn, there are certain things you do there that get you lots of visibility. There are certain things you do there that kill your visibility. And you always need to be on top of what is getting you the visibility, what works right now. Um, and then that brings us to the third step. You know, if you've built your audience and you've built credibility with that audience, what you've done to that point is build your brand but you haven't actually produced a regular flow of inquiries or interest. And so the third step you need to focus on is converting. How do you take your LinkedIn connections or your Twitter followers or your Facebook group members and turn them into people who've said, yes, you know, I'd like to come to your next business breakfast or I'd like to book in for a consultation call with you or a free test taster session, uh, you know, whatever it is that's going to convert for your business. Um, and basically, if you can get those three steps firing for your business, then you will have, you know, every month, every quarter, a really predictable flow of client interest or, or candidate interest, depending on what you're using social media for. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, a lot of entrepreneurs are trying some of those steps if they are on, on the right path. But I'm wondering if you go by yourself, what's the time investment, money investment? Because a lot of entrepreneurs are trying to do by themselves and they are not aware how huge the, the investment on all levels is. Yes. No, that's a really good question. And it's something I, I like people to be really aware of. So, because the worst thing is that you start off on social media and you invest a whole load of time and you don't get results and then you give up. Um, and I don't want any business owner to, you know, to, to, to end up in that situation. If you're going to go down the route of trying to make yourself, you know, a celebrity in your niche market, uh, then I would advise you need to be devoting six to 12 months of your 
you know, of your, your time as the business owner, the founder, to doing all the things that will make that a reality. So most notably, you've got to be proactively engaging with huge numbers of people in your industry um, so that you are just constantly befriending more and more of the people in your industry who in turn will help get your content seen. Um, but it's one of these situations where you've got to give before you receive. So if you want to get lots of engagement on your own posts, you've got to first have engaged lots on other people's posts and help them first. Um, so six to 12 months to get to that stage where you've got enough of those people uh, who will you know, turn around and, and engage with your posts and help you get seen, that's what's needed. And then on an ongoing basis, as the founder, the owner, you then, you, know, you need to be turning up on social media regularly to be putting out the content that, that drives results. Um, and that's why actually that is only a viable option for, you know, a small minority of business owners, because if a lot of your time is needed in your business by you, then you can't necessarily devote the time that's needed to get those social media results. The flip side of that is if you go down the route of just growing a very targeted uh, audience of your ideal prospects and just nurturing them, uh, well, we for clients look to get them their first wave of results within 90 days. So if you're doing all the right things on social media, you should be getting, you know, meetings with clients or people coming along to your next event uh, or, or candidates that you're placing into roles, you know, within three months of starting. If you don't know exactly what you're doing and you have to having to figure things out and test and learn and test, then, you know, maybe that three months might become six months if you're, you know, having to figure those things out and make those mistakes and learn from them. Um, but yeah, so it's a shorter time frame for getting results. Um, and obviously, if you engage an agency like ours or a, a freelancer who's achieved the kind of results you need before, um, then you're going to be able to compress the results into that kind of timescale. What are the benefits of working with a social media agency? So I think there are a few key things. Um, one is the freeing up of your time. So, I mean, in, in my previous business, when I built and sold an internet business, you know, one of the biggest, most beneficial decisions I took was to delegate and outsource all the things that I could stop doing myself that would free me up to focus my time on the things that where I really had the biggest impact in the business. So when I outsource my accounting to uh, an external business, when I brought in an external web design agency to take care of all the website, et cetera, et cetera, all these things freed up my time and, and allowed me to focus on what I was really you know, best at. Um, and so certainly I would say for a lot of business owners, uh, just as you would choose to have an external agency do your website rather than try and do it yourself, you'd have an external you know, accountants, 
don't try and do social media if it's not the thing that you are, you know, if it's, if it's not your superpower. Um, because there's a whole load of other things you could invest your time in that will have a bigger return on the business. Um, so that, that will be one key benefit. Um, certainly a cost saving. Uh, you know, we, we work out about a third of the cost of employing a social media manager in your business. So for any small business thinking of investing in social media, um, if you pick the right agency, it should be quite a cost saving versus you trying to employ someone to do this in house. Um, and thirdly, just um, the expertise of how to achieve these things and being on top of all the changes that are happening on the social media platforms. Uh, and you know, Martin, to put that into context, every month I get inquiries from businesses where I turn that business away because when I talk to them and I understand what their business does and the kind of results they would want to get from social media, I know that that's not our specialist area of expertise. And so there would be other agencies and other freelancers out there who would be better placed to get great results for that business. Uh, and so I don't want to take on that kind of business because if it's going to take us, you know, six, nine, 12 months of experimenting to figure out how to get results for that business, then, then we're not the best agency for them. But equally, if a business talks to us and we can get them results in you know, the first three or four months, when talking to other uh, agencies, you know, it's clear it's going to be six or 12 months to get results. That's the difference between finding, you know, a social media specialist who really knows your industry. And this is the challenge with either trying to do it yourself or trying to employ someone in your business to do this, because very often they don't have the track record of getting those results in your specific industry. Um, and so the cost of doing it in-house isn't just the cost of the salary of that person, it's, it's the lost time of them taking, you know, a year to figure out how to get results for you when you could have had those results in, in the first three months. Many of your clients have been with you for years and years. When you say yes to them, what's the, the formula? Why? What's, what's the, that uh, specific uh, ingredient? Uh, ultimately, it's results. So we don't tie uh, any companies into long-term contracts. All of our clients, once they've been with us for the first months, can leave with two weeks notice. But yet, we've got clients that have been with us for, you know, since we started. Uh, and our average client's been with us well over a year and a half, and all of them are free to leave us after the first three months. So when we start business uh, with a new client, the only commitment they make is to give us an initial 90 days so that we have a time window that we can grow their audience, build trust, 
and start getting the first wave of results for them. Um, and yeah, that that's it. That you know, that's the secret of success is getting results for people. And that's why we're really laser focused on which types of companies we will work with and which we won't work with because we don't want to win a client who three months later leaves because for us, you know, that's a huge time investment for us to start working with a new business and understand their market and, you know, get to know them and, and work well together. Um, so we'd rather say at the outset, you know, this is not the kind of business we can support and help um, or there are other agencies out there that will be better placed to do this. Um, and yeah, just knowing your market, knowing who you can help, knowing who you're less well-placed to help, that is really the, you know, the secret to success. You have stressed out that you need to give a lot uh, via specific social media. Can you go a little bit deeper into let's say LinkedIn. So how can businesses make the most of LinkedIn? I mean, there's so many different things there, Martin, but just to give you one example, you know, so many business owners don't realize that company pages on LinkedIn are penalized. That's to say that anything that's posted by a company gets seen far, far, far less than the same thing being posted by one of their employees. And that's because LinkedIn obviously, you know, has an advertising model. And if a company wants to have its brand visible and, you know, its latest thought leadership seen, then they want companies to have to pay for that visibility. Uh, so, you know, just knowing that fact, you then have to totally pivot your strategy on LinkedIn to either putting a lot of money into company posts and sponsoring them or to leveraging you know the power of your employees because your employees each of them has a profile each of them has a network of contacts and you can probably get a lot more visibility for your company if key employees in your business are all active on linkedin rather than if you try and make everything happen through the company page but of course for businesses there's uh you know there's a reluctance to do that because your employees could leave whereas the company page you as the business owner you own it and so all the time there's trade-offs between doing what works and what produces results and what the company owner would ideally like to do or what they're doing because they don't know about some of these you know pitfalls and things that do and don't work and let's wrap up with the easy question what are your thoughts on the future of social media marketing uh, <laughs> i mean clearly uh social media sites are coming under scrutiny from governments and uh and, and rightly so in a number of instances to do with you know mental health and kids well-being and so on so I expect to see them be more regulated in the future. Um, but I, I don't expect any massive changes, really. I think uh, we have lots of different platforms out there now. Um, 
it, it's hard at the moment to see how a new platform would emerge that would do something that these sites aren't currently doing. For example, you had Clubhouse, you know, emerge, what, two, two years ago or so. And the moment that launched, I said, if LinkedIn in particular, or indeed Facebook or Twitter, if any of the existing players start offering a Clubhouse-like experience, and they've already got the audience, very hard to see how something like Clubhouse is going to, you know, stay uh, successful and, and protect that business model. And sure enough, you know, within the space of a year, LinkedIn has launched its LinkedIn audio events. And now everyone on LinkedIn can have exactly the same experience on LinkedIn that you were previously having on Clubhouse. So um, I don't personally see any huge new platform emerging. Um, I'm, I may have to eat my words a few years from now, but um, I don't see that happening imminently. Um, so I think the biggest, for me, the biggest question for business owners to decide on is whether they're going to do it themselves or whether they're going to bring in outside experts to do that, but also to decide which platforms you're going to focus your efforts on. Because you have to be a really big business to do a great job on all the social media platforms out there. You know, we as a social media agency, we don't invest in all the platforms because it's just too big a task to be outstanding on all of them. So I'd encourage any business owner, you know, listening into this to determine, okay, what are the one or two platforms where your ideal clients or your ideal candidates can best be engaged and then focus your efforts down on just those one or two key platforms. And, and that's what's going to position you, uh, or certainly one of the things that's going to position you to, to be more successful. So if anyone uh, tuning in would like to have a chat and just get an understanding for the kinds of results your business could get on social media, if you head over to socialhire.com and that's socialhire.com with a hyphen between the social and the hire. If you head over there or just look for Social Hire on Google, you'll find on our homepage a book a call tab and in there, you're very welcome to book in a call time with us. There's no charge for that. It's just a discovery call and we'll help you figure out, you know, what kind of impact social media could have. And, you know, if there's a fit between us and you, very happy to have that conversation. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.